0: Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard episode 40 with my great friend Craig at New York City Sports Cards. The teacher, the soccer coach, he actually personally has been grinding through a grueling soccer camp from sunup basically to sundown, learning how to better mentor these kids and of course his card club as well, which is where I come in because I'm Carmine's Cards and I am originally from Westchester County, New York, but now I'm in South Carolina. Just got through the first day on the new job here, so thanks to everybody who's, uh, sent out some well wishes and, you know, supported me and Craig through our moves and our progression, not only in the card space, but also in real life, because, you know, we're trying to make some real life connections through cards out here. And that brings us to the biggest card connection convention that we have, which is the national coming up at the end of this month. And last episode, we mentioned we are going to Go all national for this last month here leading up to the National Card Convention. And Craig, episode 40, we're calling it Trade Deadline Before the National. And you came up with this title because we're you know making a playoff, the NBA trade deadline, lots of moves, and we're making lots of moves personally for us in the card space. Uh, episode 40, we got to shout out Sean Kemp great number 40, and Mike Allstott, who needed several people to take him down. But Craig, how are you feeling about episode 40? We've made it a long way, and you uh, had quite a few moves
1: before the national here. Yes, I did, and how wonderful is this? A a podcast, a sports card podcast between two New Yorkers, and we're finally both back on the East Coast, as it should be, just as it should be. the The humidity, I can feel it. Well, enjoy the seasons, so, although you are in South Carolina, but regardless, yeah. when this the same time zone, which is great. So yeah, isn't it pretty cool that the biggest sports card event in the universe is, <laughs> I mean, tell me if I'm wrong There, it's is three weeks away. We're meeting for the first time. We're about to be in a room full of thousands of people who share a common interest. I yeah. cannot wait. And as far as the title, the trade deadline, I envision kind of this month, and we talked, we, we're alluded to this last month as there's a lot of buzz there's a lot of events i'm going to get into a really amazing event that i went to last week but think about when the trade deadline hits in the nba there's move after move right all these teams are grinding to sign this player trade that player see what happens it's kind of the same thing that's happening here right the transactions the activity picks up it's like the trade deadline everyone's trying to make their last pre-national moves and we both made a couple ourselves, so we're going to get into that. We're going to get into our inventory, and specifically, how our inventory will set us up for success at the Nationals. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. We're going to talk math. We're going to talk numbers, and of course, we're going to talk cards.
0: Yes! Wow, I think you might be stealing my job as the introduction guy. Oh my gosh, more concise, and you're really no wonder why you uh, you won the Around the Hobby on our buddy Rob at talk Sports Card Therapist contest. So uh very excited like we both said and Craig speaking of Rob he was one of the people at Bleaker Trade Night which I heard was something that it seemed like they tried to up their level even though the Bleaker Trade Nights are already well known and people love them this one they had showcases they invited you know bigger names in the hobby from what I heard our buddy Ken at Sports Card Lessons was there too another member of the wolf pack so what was that trade night like and how was it a little bit different with some really big people set up there.
1: So as far as the big people set up, it was a different setup because people had their showcases out. But in my opinion, this is one of the best trade nights they ever had. It was just such good, positive energy in the room. I was there for, I don't know, two to three hours. And at no point was there a dull moment. I was talking to this person, talking to that person. I had a really great conversation with Mark Zablo, who owns Bleaker Trading. Obviously, I saw Rob, I saw Ken. So all my my New York hobby friends, Sharon, Black Jaded, Wolf was there. Just a yeah. lot of amazing people. And everywhere I looked, deals were happening. So I, I left trade night. Now, this trade night really for me was just about seeing friends, hanging out, looking at cards, talking cards. And I alluded to last year's pre-national bleaker trade night where I made a really impactful move that set me up for success. So I went into this one kind of with the same thing in mind, not knowing what would happen. I left trade night having sold three cards, and having bought zero new cards. So oh, I, I liquidated a little bit, which was not the plan, but as they say, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Like wow. That.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're on fire. You're on fire. I,
1: I read a book once.
0: Well, I hope so. You became a teacher, so that's good. And a great basketball coach, which I found out recently, too. So not yep. just not just soccer. I mean, you, you do have a PSA 8 1986 Fleer Jordan. I mean, let's acknowledge the hoops as well. Yes, I did. So tell me more about what moves you made, the three sales, and your thoughts behind that.
1: Well, a fun thing, I never, ever bring my Zion case out, ever. So I emptied out my Zion case with my personal collection, and I filled it with my inventory just so and, you know, Bleecker's a very welcoming, opening environment where you you go to a table. Hey, can I see your stuff? Sure. Hey, oh, can I take a look in your Zion case? Sure. So I wanted to give people an opportunity to sort through my Zion case, which is such an interesting experiment because you really get a sense of which cards you have that people really want. Mm -hmm. So there were two cards in particular that caught everyone's attention. The Allen Iverson Sneaker Spotlight Autograph. I had multiple people inquire about that and my 2018... Prism World Cup, Killian Mbappe, Red Prism rookie card, and a PSA 9. Those okay. two by far got the most questions. I still have my Mbappe. I no longer have my Allen Iverson Sneaker Spotlight autograph, however.
0: So what happened there with that deal, and why was that one a card that you were trying to move before the National?
1: Okay. So I knew that the Iverson Sneaker Spotlight autograph had at a 99, which is a beautiful card. I'm not an Iverson collector, right? So that right. was one of my – dig yourself out of a whole cards that I was able to trade a bunch of stuff that I thought I might be losing on. I traded it for the Iverson with the idea. And I said, this just last episode, maybe I'll find a really nice home for that to a Philadelphia collector. Yes, um, you did. Well, I ran into someone who I've met for the first time at bleaker. His name is, I believe rice ball cards, but I just want to check that real quick. it uh, is correct. Rice ball cards on Instagram. Rice okay. ball, rice ball underscore cards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, young kid, maybe a little younger than us. Uh, he's he's a breaker for on this app, which is uh, basically a Chinese TikTok per his Instagram username. And cool guy, you know, he was wearing his off-white shirt. I just just got a good vibe from this guy, and he looked through my collection. He asked if I was selling. Saw my Iverson sneaker spotlight. We looked at some comps. I think I gave him a great deal, but I knew what, what I was into the card for and we were negotiating. He was a little tough. I'm not going to lie. He got the best of me, but <laughs> we settled on a price at 640 and I said, well, do you have cash? And when the cash is right in front of you, it's a different story. Totally different yes. story. So yes. sold the Iverson sneakers pilot autograph for 640 cash. I sold a couple of football patch cards in a package deal for $70. So I left Bleaker Trade Night with three less cards, but $710 more dollars for me to use at National.
0: Very nice. So if you've been following us on Crosstown Cardboard YouTube and Podcast, first of all, thank you for doing that. And if you haven't, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, rate, review, and uh, just you know spread our message a little bit more. If you like what you're hearing and seeing, well, I can... Guarantee you might not like what you're seeing as much as what you're hearing. But so, if you've been following the podcast, you know that I tried to trade Craig my RJ Barrett silhouettes RPA, numbered out of 25, rookie, you know, with the patch. Are you happy that you sold your Iverson for 640 or would you have rather traded for my RJ Barrett? Ooh, that is a tough call.
1: But again, I want to go back to the fact that. I'm a soccer collector, but I, you know, I love basketball. So well. I have most of my collections, basketball cards, actually. Mm-hmm. And the Iverson was my biggest non-soccer asset. So my idea was I was going to trade that Iverson for something, maybe a bigger basketball card or a more valuable basketball card. And maybe I would gotten a little more value than 640 trade wise. But again, cash is king. So I thought about this last year, and this is the point that I, I wanted to bring up in the podcast. We've alluded to our favorite set, the 2006-2007 uh, Extra Exquisite, the quad jersey cards. And last national is where I got the Michael Jordan quad jersey. Now, the precise yeah. trade the precise trade that I made last year, as Carmine shows his Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell Extra Exquisite quad jersey, amazing set. I, man, I wish I owned those too. But anyway, point is, when I got my Michael Jordan last year, the vendor... Had it valued at 1200. Oh, okay. I I had a Kevin Durant rookie jersey autograph out of SPX, which we valued at 700. So I was able to trade, do the math, the Durant, and I added 500 cash and I got the Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Here's my question, and this is what I want you to really think about. Okay. What if I didn't have that Durant? What if I only had cash? Would I still have paid? $1,200 $1,200 outright for that Michael Jordan quad jersey. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not so much, much, much different story. It's a much different story. So I think when you're dealing with an asset like a partial trade, you have a little more flexibility. But now when it's all cash, I think I'm going to be a little more selective in what I buy. Oh, okay. You, you understand this kind of dilemma in my head here where – the iverson might help me trade for a card but would i want that same card if i was only paying cash i'm not so sure so i think that can change my decision making as i approach national now with extra cash in my pocket as opposed to this asset
0: so what you're saying is you're really going to be going for that that card that you really want if you're going to pay full cash because trade it's like you're already halfway there you're already like halfway committed to getting this card and if that is a better value you know the card you're going after you feel like is a better value or you like it more than the card that you're trading it makes it so much easier to just add that extra cash on top but at the same time you're becoming more invested less liquid to make more moves so i do see i do see the dilemma there
1: and it's not like i could have just gone to any booth oh i have this iverson card let me trade Having a card asset is not like <laughs> having a Visa gift card.
0: Everyone accepts cash. Everyone yes. accepts cash.
1: But having, an, having um, a, a card as a trade asset is not like having a Visa gift card where it's worth cash. Oh, it's no. More like, it's more like having a, a Simon Mall gift card where <laughs> you might only be able to use it in certain spots. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, yeah, you
1: know what I'm like, saying? Like
0: a, like a Starbucks or, you know, here's, yeah. here's your gift card, but you have to use it at this store right here. Or exactly. this, this card right. in this case.
1: So there's no guarantee the Iverson would have been used as a... I would have been able to use it as an asset. Or right. there's no guarantee I would have been able to use it as an asset for something I really want. Right. I'm not going to complain about cash. Yeah. Did I make a ton of money on the card? No. I did profit, though. We like we liked to be in the green. But <laughs> again, it was a card I dug myself out of a hole. Yeah. And I freed up some cash to spend. So, yeah. You know what's interesting? Know because if
0: you're, if you're like, I can get like 750 trade maybe or 700 trade if i'm lucky at national but what if that person who's willing to trade you doesn't have anything you like or vice versa what if they have something you like but then they don't want to trade you for the iverson so yep. i think that's a smart move freed it up and so what else can you paint the picture a little bit uh, more uh, from bleaker trading because it looked like a cool scene from all the instagram photos
1: yeah, it was a very cool scene. I think what they did a great job at is a, a div- diverse crowd, not only in the demographics, but the cards. There were a lot of kids there. Uh, Sloth Sports Cards, who was like a New York bleaker staple, he was set up. There were a lot of young kids who I really enjoyed just the dialogue with. Um, had a really good conversation with this one kid. He was looking at my Josh Allen Hollow rookie. He was Ooh. looking at my Polisic 2022 Prism manga card. And okay, you we know, were looking at the comps at the Pulisic. There was no SGC 9-5, which I had, but there was a 9. There was a 10. We were coming up with the price. And he was like, you know, I don't really do soccer, but, like, I'd like a Pulisic card. So I turned to him. I'm like, you don't collect soccer? This isn't the card for you, which Come I thought on. was a really good – I thought that was a good lesson in that moment. Right? Yeah. He, he wanted this Pulisic card just to have a Pulisic and hopefully to get a good deal. And I was trying to tell him, like, bro, like, stick to what you like. If if soccer is not your thing, don't don't try to buy this from me just to get yourself a good deal. If you don't like soccer, like stick to what you like to collect. I thought that was very fair advice. Yes,
0: that was good advice. And not only fair, because maybe you could have profited off that sale, Mm -hmm. you know, but you instead chose to make it a lesson. You know, the teacher that you are and probably, you know, because that's something that might stick in that kid's head, because that was not just you saying it, it was an example right in front of his face. So, I mean, you can never know, but it was a great gesture. I'm sure.
1: It was cool. There was a good amount of kids there. It's really funny because there's a couch in bleaker and that's usually where the mothers hang out of the kids who, <laughs> who mothers don't really want to be there, but they, you know, they have, at least they have a nice couch to sit on, but there was pizza. There was a lot of diversity, like I said, in collecting. So you got Jeff's cards there who he has a lot of high end basketball and then game of Thrones autographs. you got Adam wow. Freeman. Who's got a lot of vintage soccer. Right. And then Cage Cage lawyers there with his son. So Cage on the tables, got his Babe Ruth Gowdies and a Shaq PMG. And then he got his kid who's at that table just buying and selling football cards. So there was a, a little bit of everything going on there. And listen, you can talk about hobby negativity all you want. If you were in Bleeker this past last Wednesday night, things were buzzing. The vibes were so good. And it just gets me even more excited for seeing everyone else again in Chicago.
0: Oh, yeah. And you know what I love about that was that it was the rare combination of from what it seemed like, of course, I wasn't there. I wish I was, but it seemed like it was professional while also being welcoming and friendly, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is a very hard balance to strike. You know, but with the quality of people, it seemed like they had there and the quality of a lot of people in the sports card space and with their welcoming attitude with the pizza and spending their own money on drinks and stuff like that. You know, it seems like they they really did a, a great job with that.
1: Yeah, no, and there's a lot of soccer collectors there, and I really found myself, and I anticipate this also happening in Chicago. There were moments where I, I even forgot I was at a card event for a minute. I'm just having, <laughs> I'm just having conversation with friends, and that's that's, and that's what makes Bleaker so awesome.
0: That's great. So you were able to do all that in person, Craig. You know, you're in the Mecca there and in New York City, and, you know, cards and coffee. We had Emily on recently. Leaker Trading, other great card stores in the area. I was moving across the country. It actually took me 10 days in the Penske with my car on the car carrier behind me. And thankfully, my mom joined me for the second half. So that was nice. But 40 hours total. Got to see some relatives and saw my mom, one of her friends in Nashville also. Which is funny because I left Nashville when the Nashville card show was happening. I'm like, going the wrong way. Poor timing. But I had to I had to uh, keep chasing the dream here. So I was on Instagram and I'm looking at Mikey's cards. You know, he always has such great inventory and he's always bringing more stuff in, selling stuff, story sales, unique stuff. And I saw a card I've been after for a while. A Magic Johnson and Larry Bird dual autograph. I've been wanting one for you know, probably a year, but it seemed like unattainable back then. And to add to that, this one is an exquisite. And it's 06, 07, exquisite finalists, which I also like. And here I'll, I'll show a picture here on the YouTube channel. Mm.
1: It that
0: has, it, it has a picture of the Larry O'Brien championship trophy on one side bold blue beautiful autographs on card and so i'm like wow i really like that card so i tried to partial trade with him a little bit and he didn't want and i was willing to trade three different larry birds two flawless autographs and a exquisite larry bird auto patches and i'll I'll pull those out right now i was willing to basically trade up in my pc and he did not want any part of it.
1: Interesting. <laughs> if you
0: if you're, if you're looking on the crosstown cardboard YouTube, I'll hold up what I was you know trying to trade him, and it's you know it's nice stuff and it's Larry Bird stuff, exquisite auto patches here with the game used jersey and on card auto, and then flawless out of ten. This one's one out of ten and a gold flawless. Another one, number ten out of ten, and I was trying to do that and like I think it was like. 1500 cash. Well, first I offered a thousand, but he had it priced the Bird Magic dual auto. He had it priced at three grand. So, anyway, he didn't want any of my trade. He's like, you know, which I respect. I mean, if you want cash for your cards, and he has a quality of cards that people will pay cash for, and a lot of it, you know, depending on what the card is. So, long story short, we negotiated. He wanted 3K. I offered 2500. And then we, we, we slowly got toward, and I came, you know, further up, which was fine. Cause I really wanted the card and we settled at 2,800 and locked it in. It's on the way here to South Carolina. But you know, this whole time I was thinking, I'm trying to save money for national. Like we talked about this last episode and I'm like, I'm trying to bring like five grand there or around, you know, and that quickly went away when I <laughs> spent it on this, but I wanted to explain like the thought process behind that a little bit because I was just thinking like, if I saw this at national, this is what I'm going to want to pick up. So why would I not take the opportunity, even though it's not at the national that's right in front of me and I have the cash and this is something that, you know, it's probably the best dual auto brand that I can get like exquisite, you know. I mean ultimate collection might be somewhere you know but it's definitely lower I mean exquisite you know flawless would be up there but I mean this is this is the brand pre panini and my on card
1: autographs as well
0: and on card and with the Larry O'Brien trophy in there I mean it was just like this is Ooh. a this is a showpiece who do you think me.
1: signed it first I
0: Maybe. would like to I, I would like to think that Larry yeah. had the last laugh I would like to think that he had the last laugh Magic's on the top. Larry's on the bottom. So I don't know.
1: I don't know. But it's just it's it's beautiful. You know, I mean, that card is meant for you. And that, that's such an important point you make because Iowa Dave, who, first of all, shout out to Iowa Dave. Yes, Iowa Dave Organizing all of the hobby content into one page. But he I don't know if you saw that. He posted an Instagram story recently as well, where there was a card that popped up on eBay and he, he posted a story basically asking like what to do because similar dilemma to yours he's like this is a card i really want but i'm yeah. trying to save money for national i don't know what to do and mm-hmm. like you he pulled the trigger
0: wow okay
1: and I don't, also- know card, I don't know what the card is yet but shout out to iowa dave who's part of the Wolfpack network yeah so i think that's something uh, you could relate to yeah i mean if it's if you know in your heart of hearts that's the type of thing you would have wanted for national like, looked for at national anyway why not go for it now
0: yeah, and I think that was the one overriding factor that made me want to pull the trigger. And, you know, also, like you mentioned, Craig, shout out to Iowa Dave, starting up a podcast of his own. It's called The Shallow End on the Wolfpack Network. It's good stuff. Iowa Dave, he's a smart guy and he has a long car ride commute to and from work in Iowa to think about these card things. And he he's clearly very well thought out. But that's what I ended up going to because I'm like, you know, I've, I've pulled up this picture of this card on my phone, like 15 times, like, wow, I'm really about to get this, you know, like this is going to be, and if, and if it hits me that hard, like online on social media, I just know within the first like couple seconds, I'm like, wow. You know, and that's like something I feel like is a, a great milestone. You know, I'm really happy about that. Cause $2,800 is, there's a lot for me, you know, that's, that's, I'm paying uh like that's like three rents for me. Oh, three, I mean, I, I don't mean to put you down in New York. Oh, so yeah, you're, don't you're, don't even get I'm me. sorry, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's a little different. It's there's a lot more space here. Yeah. But you know, just to put it in real life perspective, that you know, anybody who's spending real money on cards like that, you know, good for you if you if you really believe in it and you love it. But and it it also, you know, it makes me get a great relief to have that in my PC now and know that I don't have to go crazy looking for something at the national now. Like I've already, I can, I feel like I can kick my feet up and enjoy the national now more because I have gotten a PC card. I would have been ecstatic to get at the national. So now I already basically prepped for the national by knocking off something on my wish list, which we're planning on getting to, you know, in one of these episodes before the national about what cards were really looking to get and I feel like you know I can kind of take a deep breath knowing I got something that would have been on my wish list tucked away already
1: that must be a great feeling right because now it's almost like you have a little more fun now you know I'm going into national thinking like there's a couple big soccer cards that I really want again we'll talk about it next episode but I want to try to find really sweet Knicks patches yeah so now you knocking off one, you could you could focus a little more on the cool stuff. Maybe not like that big grail piece, right? Um, but I want to get into how our recent moves now sets us up, and I want to get into some numbers.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Per- permission to math.
0: <laughs> permission granted.
1: Okay. So I'm comping my cards, trying to trying to get a sense of of what I'm bringing to national, and I don't normally really like to get into. How much cash I'm bringing? What my collection is worth? But you yeah. talked about it last week. It's national. Let's let's talk about it. Okay. So I comp my soccer cards. My inventory, not listen. My PC separate. My PC staying at home. But as far as my inventory, soccer cards that I plan to bring to national to either trade or sell. Okay. And I comped three thousand dollars worth of soccer cards.
0: And that's if you were to get full comp money for them. Correct. Okay.
1: Correct. Good, good distinction
0: there.
1: Mm. Um, non-soccer cards, $1,000 worth. Okay. And cash, right now, $2,000 worth of cash, which I plan to add a little more to that. But for argument's sake, let's leave it there. So I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, if I have 2,000 cash, $3,000 worth of soccer cards, and $1,000 worth of basketball cards, what is that going to allow me to do? My first immediate thought is, If I want to try to get a really nice, I love patches, right? So if I want to try to get another Michael Jordan, maybe Steph Curry, maybe Giannis, that's going to have to come mostly from cash because I really, now that I traded the Iverson or sold the Iverson, I don't have a lot of non-soccer inventory to try to trade. Right. But as far as the soccer cards I'm looking for, I have primed myself to be in a great position to acquire a Grail card. Now, I didn't even mention these two cards, which I've been on the fence about bringing, but I think I'm leaning towards bringing them. Okay. The birthday present, the Erling Hollands. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, if I get the number that I think I could get for it, 4K, I know I've talked about this card. I know it's special to me. Yeah. I know it was a birthday present to myself. But again, I'm into this card for 850. dollars If I could yeah. trade or sell this at 4K for something I really want, it's hard to say no to that.
0: So real quick, just to recap on that card, because that, that could be a big-time game-changer You know, if you're able to move that. We talked about this a couple episodes ago. It's the second year Erling Holland, Tops Chrome. Can you describe it a little bit more, Craig? Yeah,
1: sorry for not giving more imagery there. But yeah. this is 2020-21 Tops Chrome Bundesliga, Erling Holland, Red Refractor, PSA 10, bookend, number one out of ten in a PSA 10, pop one, uh, there were no comps on it until a PSA 9 recently sold for 1220. This mm-hmm. is the second year, his rookie year in the same exact card so a year before it does 100k pretty good every time it sells. So now, let's just in theory say I bring this my $3,000 worth of soccer cards now goes to $7,000 worth of soccer cards if my comps are accurate. Now we're talking some big moves that I can make here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how you leave that one at home. I'm happy yeah. that
0: you're I'm happy that you're you know, we talked about it a lot actually after one of our episode recordings, which was fun. And you know, with the PSA nine comp, of that same card being twelve hundred around there, you being into the PSA ten for eight fifty. So even if those grades were the same, you would still have a good margin, but you have a, a PSA ten compared to a nine. So we were thinking, you know, three times, three and a half times a PSA nine is what you might be able to value that at. That puts you in a prime position to do something, you know, really fun.
1: And then another one, uh, 2019 finest UEFA Champions League, Messi, Lionel Messi, uh, gold refractor and a PSA 10 numbered out of 50. Pretty self-explanatory card. Uh, I comped this around 750 and it's a beautiful looking card, but... Gosh, damn now that i look at it, it does look pretty nice i might leave this one away. <laughs> but the point is do you know that do you know the pop on that ooh, less than 10 but yeah. i cannot yeah. confirm i think i'm into this card for almost nothing okay nothing so playing with house money there point is wow. i'll take a step back here's how much cash i have here are my soccer cards here are my non-soccer cards well how am i gonna maybe pick up a really nice knicks card or A really nice Michael Jordan patch, or I don't know what kind of other basketball stuff I'm looking for. Maybe a nice, like, Bill Russell vintage. Or, hey, maybe I go the baseball route. Maybe I find a nice Jackie Robinson vintage card that I like. Non-soccer. What am I going to do? Well, what are my options? Use most of my cash on the non-soccer stuff, or I'm going to have to liquidate while I'm at national to get more cash. Because what are the chances I'll be able to sell soccer for, like, Michael Jordan? Probably not very likely.
0: Right. So These are just
1: the thoughts going on in my head.
0: Yes, I think, it, I think you're spot on because I think it'll be really tough to trade one of those big soccer cards for a basketball card. Yeah. I just think that, you know, I mean, you've been talking about it here. You know, the basketball collectors, there's way more people who collect basketball than collect soccer. So, mm-hmm. you know, that might be tough, but I like what you're thinking with the liquidating. Go to the ATM, put in your card, but instead yeah. of a credit card, it's in a PSA slab. Yes, and then withdraw the cash you know I that's think a, that's that's a brilliant idea yeah. what can go wrong <laughs> well people not wanting to pay that much money yeah it could be but you know you have great soccer inventory so that's I mean you would say that's liquid soccer stuff I mean that Holland is a big dollar you know you got Pulisic you got Messi you got guys who people soccer, want.
1: Soccer, Jude Bellingham. And yep. again, there's no like definitive answers here. This is just me taking a look at my inventory, reflecting, crunching the numbers, and figuring out how that's going to impact my decision making as I look to pick up some big cards.
0: Now, similar to what you've been saying, I think I'm going to bring everything to national. Oh, like, everything. Like, well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just you know, similar to what you're doing, positioning yourself for whatever might happen. Like you never know, you see a card and then all of a sudden it's a better PC or a better, you know, just a better card. I mean, if you're planning on selling it, but especially if it's a PC card, you might have something in your PC that's nice. But then you see if I combine this nice PC with this nice PC, I'm at really nice PC. You know what I can trade for or what I can add in trade and add some cash on to like I was trying to do with the bird magic exquisite dual auto that I got. Oh, by the way, it's numbered out of 25. I didn't say that, but another thing I liked low key, it's numbered 20 out of 25. So I like the nice even, you know, it's a round round number, but that's, you know, maybe that's looking too far into it. But
1: hey, you know what? If it tickles your fancy, then sure
0: thank you thank you so but what if i get tickled more and i see a card at the national and i might trade that to be like what if this is a one of one bird magic or what if you know i don't know what might pop up so i'm still i'm still gonna bring as of now in my head i'm still gonna bring everything
1: yeah i mean what's a better scenario i bring my erling holland you bring your bird magic and we come home with it, or we show up to national. We leave these big cards home. We see a card we like more and say, "Damn, I should have been better prepared." You don't. You don't want You don't want the what if.
0: No, that's the pit in my stomach. I do not want to feel at the national. So, you you hit it on the head. That's exactly what I was thinking. Because, but on the flip side, though, you are not bringing some of your pc so can you talk about why those cards aren't making the potential what if pile
1: so i have uh, i have one side of my pc which is filled with cards like from my childhood you know i've had this derek jeter patch autograph this jim brown jersey autograph um yep I'm trying to think of another example that I, a card i've had for a long time point is these cards that i've had for 10 years i'm not going to move them now they're they're a part of my childhood they're cards that i acquired when i was 15 16 years old Nick's patches, I'm not going to bring. Um, I have some U.S. men's national team cards like my McKinney Super Fractor, my McKinney Pulisic Dual Autograph. I've got this Gio Reyna Autograph card, but there's a great story behind how I got it. So I guess what it comes down to is any card in my PC that has a, a very significant story attached to it, I don't want to bring. Um, there's a couple of messy cards that I'm leaving home that maybe aren't. The most valuable, like one of them is a 2022 Prism Messi Red uh, red Prism. One of them is a 2014 Prism uh, Blue Prism. And maybe they're not the most valuable cards ever, but there's something about Prism World Cup soccer that I'm like, eh, I like the collectability of these. I want to leave these home. So I don't have a precise answer for why every single card I'm leaving home, but I can tell you I have taken several looks into my Zion case over the past week. Just to double check, do I want to leave this? Do I want to bring this?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, like that Ichiro that you got. Right. Perfect example. On your vacation. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to be worth. Where was that again that you picked that up? Hilo, Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, and that was your honeymoon? Yes. Right.
1: And and I remember your wife said, what, you had 45 minutes in the card store? (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Gian- Giannis is another example. You know, I love Giannis long term. I have three of his second year 2014-15 autographs. And what I like about his autographs that year is he signed them GA34. I haven't just given up on Giannis as a long-term prospect, a long-term hold. So yeah. at this current moment, despite him having a little minor knee surgery, which is a little worrisome, but conversation for another day, he's still someone that I like. And those specific types of autograph cards are still a part of my collecting, so I'm not going to get rid of them. I want them. I want to keep them.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And I'm doing the same with, uh, you know, some of my PC, like my on-card Knicks autos. Why would I bring those? Right. <laughs> you know, like it's not going to trade me into something that I'm going to want more than like a $15 Kenny Skywalker on-card Knicks autograph, you know. Yeah. I mean, one of the smoothest to ever do it. But, um, you know, I'm now that I have gotten the exquisite Bird Magic, I feel like, you know, the pressure is off me in my, which is, of course, only being put on me by myself and like, you know, what I want my PC to look like. And, you know, the pride of getting this card after starting off, of you know, getting back into the hobby, you know, summer 2021. So now I might be way more easily looking at Nick's autos and patches and, you know, random Larry Bird cards and, you know, stuff that I... Don't feel like I have to prove something to myself. Cause I already have that, you know? I like but, that. Yeah. I mean, cause let's be honest, there's a lot of pride, you know, there's a lot of for sure self belief and I want to keep improving. And which by the way, is a good thing to have. I mean, you got to have that in real life or else it's going to be, you're going to have a tough time as, <laughs> as a lot of, uh, you know, adults listening to our podcast. know. So, you know, that, plays into cards as well, but I feel like now I can, I'm going to actually love living vicariously through you while also, you know, seeing what opportunities might be there for me, but I can't wait to see what happens with your Holland, especially for, yeah. you know, you're going to find some stuff. Um We might have to go in different directions to see if we can, you know, not be fighting over like Nick stuff, but
1: we'll come up with like a signal or a call or, or noise. Yeah. effect. So we know yeah. where we are at all times.
0: Yeah. Should we bring walkie talkies and just
1: have um, it at the ready? Nah, we'll just, we'll just yell.
0: Okay. Yeah, of voice carries, way. you know, I, I project, you know, sure. broadcasting, you're a teacher. Come on, you do exactly.
1: it. But, um, yeah, I think, I feel like this was a good self-reflection episode. So anyone who's listening to this, that is going to national or, or not take it a step back, looking at what inventory you have and what kind of position that puts you in and what kind of for the types of moves you can make going forward?
0: Yes, the intentionality, which is kind of hard because each situation is different, you know. So it's 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 very feeling based. I feel like you know when you're, of course, you know I feel
1: like that. But Ooh, to- totally random from uh, from Bleeker, uh, my buddy nine oh eight cards. He's a soccer collector. I was very close to training my soccer Kaboom. He's a winger who plays for Arsenal in a nine five and my Mbappe for a 1952 Bowman Mickey mantle in an SGC one five. We were wow. like, we were talking to each other. He liked those two cards. We comped the mantle and we're just like, bro, these values are exactly the same.
0: Wow. You did not tell me you had a chance we, to get that we, card. No,
1: like we were both on the fence. It was just wild how close the values were, but what not it, Incredible trade that would have been two ultra modern soccer cards for a 52 Bowman mantle.
0: But that's really not, but like that's that's not what I collect. I'm not a mantle collector,
1: and there was a little stain on the back, it just would have been a cool story to tell. Wow,
0: I I cannot believe it took 40 minutes to get to get (laughs) to that great potential scenario. We we really were both
1: 50-50 on it. Um, but it's what what stopped you? What stopped you? um i think he stopped me if he agreed i think i would have done it it was wow. again there was a stain on the back of the card and then eh, i'm glad i have the soccer cards because the mantle would not have been a. I would not have been that mantle's forever home
0: okay put it that way man man you're really putting some thought into this i mean i know. Whew, because that's a tough card to turn down i mean that's an iconic card you know
1: not the 51 bowman rookie not the 52 tops 52 Bowman. So okay. not, not quite as desirable, but still, I mean, 52 Bowman mantle. It would have been cool, but it didn't, didn't happen.
0: So how Bowman. do you feel now? How do you feel now after that?
1: Happy I have those soccer cars because those are two in high demand. They have comps. I know exactly the value I can get out of them. And next week when we talk about our wish list, we're going to put it out into the existence. And I think those two cars are going to help me achieve the cards that i'm looking for
0: that sounds great okay so correct me if i'm wrong here is the mantle that you were talking about yes it was
1: an sgc one five okay which is valued around 15 to 17 ish
0: okay so i was thinking like 52 tops not 52 bowman big because, difference yeah, because,
1: big difference
0: yeah because the 52 bowman i'm like uh i wouldn't really be able to recognize what year that was okay. But the 52 tops, I would be able to tell you right away. Yeah, that, 52 know,
1: tops, I ain't got it like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the most expensive card that sold recently. This is the one everybody's crazy about. Yeah, that's
1: that's yeah. honestly what not my it? style. I wouldn't want that because that's just not what I collect.
0: What was it, like $6 million in a PSA 10? Something like that. I mean, yeah.
1: But so next
0: week. Much, much uh, different.
1: Carmen, I want you to put thought into next week. I want you to think about we, we talk we talk about going to shows and you don't really have a list, you know. Yeah. You just, you just go and you look around, and you see what you want. But this year I do have a, a short list of cards I'm looking for. So Ooh. we're gonna put it out into the universe next week. So that way, you know, we manifest it and the okay. cards will find their ways into our collection.
0: Okay. And I and I already have some cards in mind too, like specific, you know. Yep. this exact card you hold up a picture i've got four things on my list okay Okay. i can think of at least one
1: no spoilers
0: no no just a okay. tease
1: um but good stuff congrats on that pickup that's the most you card ever thanks bro magic bird dual on card autograph so yeah great stuff congrats on that
0: yeah thanks bro and you two on uh liquidating a little bit yeah Got a couple K to play with and, you know, a lot more in soccer cards. It's it's uh, almost time. I'm I'm feeling it. My first one, you know, like you, you return guy, you know, much different. But I mean, everyone remembers their first. That's right. So I think it'll be very memorable, especially with the Wolfpack trade night on Friday. Friday, Um,
1: be there. Friday, Crown Plaza, 6 p.m. Be there. Friday of National.
0: Yes. Yes. Cash bar, live DJ, giveaways. Um, I, heard, I heard Oz with the Wolf Pack.
1: I heard Oz is going to moonwalk. Um,
0: oh, okay. Yes, I uh, I've seen it at the wedding. Was it his his daughter's wedding?
1: Yeah, Oz. Oz is. I'm going to put it out there. Oz is the best dancer in the hobby. So no pressure, oh, Oz. But you got to show I, us a
0: little something. Something. I don't know if Oz is even the best dancer in the Wolf Pack. i'm just just kidding (laughs) (laughs) that's not a challenge i want to be
1: like him challenging me at a trade night oh you know what i want to do at national i'm going to put this out there i want to find a mid-2000s hobby box and open it
0: okay that's
1: it just like a 2005 fleer baseball product or something a hobby box i could find for like a 100 bucks or less i don't like these new products I want to go back to when we grew up in the mid 2000s, when it was tops, it was upper deck, it was Fleer. Those are the products that I loved opening. And I really hope to I'm going to treat myself to a hobby box if I could find something that brings me back to those times. Okay, that's Mm -hmm. cool. So just a little nostalgia purchase. I should have saved that for the wish list. But we'll we'll keep that to cards only individual cards. Okay. But uh, until next time, I'll see you in a week. All right, bro. And by the way, quick shout out, you know, we mentioned Oz and uh,
0: he was talking about this on his podcast cousins collectibles with our other cousin, Tony. And I was calling up Oz on my drive out here. Uh, you know, like I said, 40 hours and just to have somebody there who can, you know, provide perspective from a more experienced, you know, I can't believe he's almost 50. Um, perspective means a lot to have that friendship start from just being in the wolf pack group chat through cards, you know. So uh quick shout out to Cousin Oz and just the whole Wolfpack for being a, a great network and friendships outside of cards. And I can't wait to meet people who I feel the same way about at the national too. It's gonna be
1: uh really like an experience unlike any other, I feel like. For sure. Yeah. So uh, make sure you hydrate. There's going to be a lot of conversation. You want to make yeah. sure your throat is uh, yep. nice and hydrated and ready to go. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's coming up a few weeks. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.